0: Welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome, and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love, like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity? So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business Success Show again. And today you are in for a treat because today I have the CEO of Masafiato, which is an e-commerce platform. And I have the pleasure to be speaking with Amy Parsons, who's who is right now in Denver. Now let me tell you a little bit about Amy before we bring her up to share some great knowledge with us information. Amy left her post as the Executive Vice Chancellor at Colorado State University after 16 years with the academic system to follow a passion for Italian imports. In other words, good quality Italian goods. Now Mossofiato is the premier supplier of heritage Italian cosmetic and beauty products from family owned businesses that have been making their brands for hundreds of years. We're talking about high and good quality luxury products. So Amy, please, 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 you quit your job in academia to follow the entrepreneurial route. Tell us a little bit about, about your background and what led to all of that.
1: I did. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's just a pleasure to, to be with you today and to share these stories. So, so thank you so much for that. And you're, welcome. you're right. I was with the university system for 16 years. I'm a, I'm an attorney. I was a practicing attorney before that. So 20 years of being an attorney and a university executive. And, and then during COVID, um, I left that position to try my hand at being an entrepreneur and standing up a brand new company, which is Fiato, my first time starting a company, my first foray into entrepreneurship, but been around it a lot um, throughout my my journey with the university system. So it was, honestly, it was a matter of when COVID started and I was at home, working from home for the first time, and really had a little bit more um, time and space to think about what a company would look like, what it would take to really leave and start up a company, and using that that little bit of extra time that I had during COVID to actually start researching it and putting the pieces together in place to stand up a company. And it was just about a year ago today that I decided that I was going to try to make a go of it and went in and, and left my job. And we stood up the website um, November 1st. So it's been just about a year now of being in business. Well,
0: first of all, congratulations for taking a step in the direction where most people stay away from. They get too relaxed in that system, whether it's uh, working for someone else or otherwise, but you took the brave step to actually do the research, see if it's a viable uh, product, viable service you're gonna provide and actually took the leap to create it. What has the journey in the last year been like so far for you, Amy?
1: Yeah, it's been it's been quite a roller coaster. To tell you the truth, it's never easy starting a new company, and when you go from an organization that has thousands and thousands of employees to all of a sudden you're it uh, <laughs> with just a couple other people and people on contract, um, you know, you really are in the position of doing all of the things that need to be done every single day and trying to just constantly prioritize what it is that you have to do. What can you have somebody else do? Do you have the right people doing the right things? That's always, I think, the journey in starting any new company is figuring out what to do next and how to prioritize when everything needs to be done every day. And I wouldn't say that I have that right yet, but it is just a scramble Um, And as soon as you realize you're not doing something and you should be, that becomes the next most important thing. And everything has to be done right away. And that's what you're doing. And you do that for a while. And then you realize, oh, we're not paying attention over here. And then you have to go over there and pay attention to it. It takes a long time before you sort of get the foundation under your feet of feeling like you're doing all of the fundamentals that you need to be doing to have the business running on a day to day basis. When you start a new company, nobody's going to do anything for you. No on you, right? Even if you hire an agency to yeah. do a certain thing for you and you sort of ignore it for a while, you have to come back in and push and make sure that the right things are happening and make sure that they're focused on the right things. And you're responsible for changing direction if you're not. It's really that nobody's doing anything for you. You have to do everything yourself That's what um, to really get it launched and up and going. There's just no substitute for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What gave you the courage, Amy, to start this business? I'll tell you why. I know it was in during uncertain circumstances, unfavorable circumstances, COVID pandemic, but you had the bravery, the courage to come up with a concept and actually launch it. What gave you the courage?
1: It's a good question. I think you, know, you hit on something earlier already, which is when you are working for a large organization and you're with them for a very long time, the tendency really is to stay there Mm. um, and to be complacent in that role and to continue on in what you're doing. I was very much on that path. I was with CSU for 16 years. I had become, I started out as legal counsel and then I became chief operating officer and then I became vice chancellor. And the easiest thing to do would be to just stay there and eventually retire from there. Um, And I heard a I heard a quote in my last year of working there that said, don't be afraid of failure, be afraid of succeeding at something that doesn't matter to you. And I thought that's really where I am right now in my journey is I am succeeding in this role. And I've been here for a very long time. It would be very easy to stay. But it really started creeping up on me that that job is not aligned with who I am. I'm showing up every day for someone else's mission, for someone else's Mm. um, priorities. and, And where am I in all of this? And yeah, it was a drastic move to go away from that and come all the way down to basically company of one and starting my own thing. But succeed or fail here, at least it is me at least it is what I want to do. And it aligns with my vision and my own values, rather than showing up to work every day, supporting somebody else's legacy and somebody else's values, which was the easy thing to do. So I think it was that sort of notion of, if I don't leave now, I'm going to retire from here. And that's going to be my whole career. So maybe Um, You know, COVID happening, giving me the space to be at home for the first time, Um, the ability to start talking to people, putting ideas together. I thought maybe this is my only chance to really do that. Um, And COVID forced a lot of people into an innovation mindset. It forced a lot of people into thinking about doing things in new ways, me included, And I think that it really opened up that window. I don't know that I would have been brave enough to do it or taken the chance to do it, to your question, had COVID not happened, kind of opened that time and space for me to actually explore it Mm. and say, maybe this means something. Maybe now is my time to actually step away and do this. Um, it helped that I have a a partner who is an investor in heritage Italian businesses. He had not invested in something like this, something like beauty and whatnot, but he invests in Italian businesses. He's Italian by heritage. And so I had the idea of bringing in these luxury Italian beauty brands and beauty products that are very unknown in the U S So I went to him and together we really started working on it and started working with the Italians who were also home because of COVID. Um, And at that time, Italy was impacted very heavily by COVID. They were home, their stores were closed. And so they also were open to talking with us they also were in this innovative mindset um, and thinking about new markets and new entrepreneurial ideas, Mm -hmm. maybe in a way that they wouldn't have been there either, but for COVID. So it all just worked together um, because people were home and we were able to meet by Zoom. We were able to explore innovative ideas that had we not had COVID, I don't know that any of it would have happened.
0: Well, listen, all our listeners here at the Business Success Show, Amy is saying, look, if you do not take charge of your own life, you end up living someone else's life, someone else's, building someone else's dreams. And so you've got to get clear on what your values are, what you stand for, what, what's the vision for you in the future? What is it you do not want to regret in years to come? Amy took the bravery, the courage to set something up. And during the same period, some people have been lazy in front of Netflix, movies, and getting fat, while other people have been creating and improving their business and looking for alternatives and uh, liaising with partners around the world. So I hope what she's saying is is inspiring to you, because it's certainly inspiring to me as an entrepreneur for the last 21 years years anyone who has the courage to start a business I say well done well done now Amy over to you tell what is the concept behind Fiato? what is the idea I know you're dealing with Italian um, heritage brands and products and is it a platform you have a website you have what's the whole concept how do you make money
1: Yes. So right now we are purely on e-commerce and had we started Mazzafiato maybe in different times and it wasn't COVID, we might've started with bricks and mortar retail stores, but because of when we started, we decided to go purely on e-commerce. We are buying directly from these heritage Italian brands throughout Italy. We're buying their inventory. We're shipping it into the U.S. where we have a a warehouse facility here and we're fulfilling orders through Mazzafiato.com on our e-commerce site. The sort of big picture idea of part of this is born from the the U.S. beauty industry is really dominated by these giants like Sephora and Ulta and Target. When you go into these stores, they're super crowded. They have a million brands and products. A lot of it is really driven by a new trend, by celebrity, by influencers, Mm -hmm. and I just, over time, am am weary of that. I'm not personally so influenced. I don't need all these celebrity lines of beauty products and brand new things all the time. When I've been fortunate to travel to Europe and specifically travel to Italy, and I encounter these companies that have been in business, some of them for centuries. We have products that have, have been 400 years in the making, Uh, run by generations of families who have perfected their craft and passed it down over time. It's just such a different experience. It's such a Mm -hmm. more meaningful experience when you buy their fragrance, when you buy their product and you connect with that place and that story and those ingredients than what so much of the American beauty experience is of celebrity driven stuff on these crowded shelves in Sephora. So I wanted to create a new concept of the sort of all Italian type multi-brand retail experience where you come in and you know that you're getting the authentic goods from heritage places and families that have, you know, passed down their craft from generations and their ingredients really speak from the local area, you know, where they've been for so long and, and just bring this authenticity to the entire experience of where we're buying our beauty products, sort of the counter to the Sephora and Ulta culture that we have in the U.S. So that was my original idea. Of course, it's we're working with 20 different Italian brands who are all very different and and really special. Hmm. Um, But, you know, it's hard to compete against the Amazons and Sephoras of the world who are just giants and have been at it for so long. So while We think we have the best products in the world. It really is about a fight for visibility so people know that we're here, that they visit the website, that they try the products and then become customers for us.
0: Thank you for that great answer. Thank you, Amy. Your customers, are they international or are they mostly US-based?
1: They're mostly US-based. And also what's interesting about our customers is they are um, 50% men and 50% women. So it's been um, a wonderful surprise to us that half of our customers are men because we do sell men's grooming products, the shaving, cologne, bath and body, even toothpaste and, and everything that men need. And we're finding that men actually really like the Italian grooming products. They like the Italian culture and being able to shop for all those things in one place because there aren't a lot of stores for men. To buy all of their grooming needs in one place so yes our customers are men and women um all primarily in the us
0: awesome awesome well, that's good for you well done what would you say in the last year or so has been the biggest challenge for you in your new fledgling business i, I mean the challenge that makes you think oh my, oh my oh my word let me get let, oh why did i start this i mean that challenge is like what why did i start this because as an entrepreneur, it's a roller coaster. It is a roller coaster, and every day is not the same. There's changes. Like you said, you're wearing very different hats the finance hat, the marketing hat, the social media hat, the um, customer service hat, the leadership hat, finding talent, finding suppliers, all these kind of things that you are wearing. What's been the biggest challenge that has made you think, huh, should I have done this? Should I have just stayed? quietly where I was, where I was getting paid nice (laughs) income, it's nice salary every single year. And I didn't have to worry about all these facets of things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think in in this role, not only do you have to do everything, but you really rise and fall on sales. And you look at sales every single day. And on e-commerce, there's no hiding from the numbers. You know how many people were on your site, how many people added to their cart, how many people bought, how many returning customers there are. So it really is a roller coaster that, you know, you sort of, and my, my mood and my feeling, it it sort of rises and falls every day on how the business is doing and really learning to step back and say, you can't put too much stock in a really good or really bad day, level it out look at it on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, what's your trajectory, you know, which direction you're going and to not panic if you fall off in one particular area or something you've invested in doesn't work. You learn from that, you invest in something else. But I think that, you know, it is the the day-to-day sales and visits and numbers and metrics that you see every day that in a normal job, say working at a university or whatnot, You never see that level of granular data of what exactly is happening in your job every single day. Um, That's really something to get used to and it can really affect your confidence um, on a day-to-day basis, depending on what's going on. It is such a challenge in the digital space to get people to not just find you, but have enough confidence in you to make that first purchase. They have to see you so many times before they feel confident um, that they can come in and actually make a purchase. And when you're starting from scratch with a name that nobody's ever heard of, um, it's a daily fight to get out there and to get as many different eyeballs on your company as possible. And that's really difficult in this space.
0: You said it very well there, Amy. My good friend, uh, Blair Singer says, Sales equals income. In other words, sales equals revenue. No sales, no income, no revenue. No sales, no customers. No sales, no money coming in. And sooner or later you have to shut shop and do something else. So I'm so glad you said that. When we do our when we run, when I run my boot camps and we teach sales, we say, look. People, you, you have to sell. You can't run away from it. Learn how to sell, learn how to market, bring customers in, because it's so, so essential. I've met so many people who've come up with great product ideas, great service ideas, and even one particular company, three directors, all good at the technology, and I asked them, who's doing the marketing? Who's doing the sales? Oh, we haven't started that yet. Well, you won't be in business for long if you're just hoping that someone's going to buy your product. So I'm so glad you said that. So our listeners here, if you're listening in, sales is the lifeblood of business. If you can't sell, learn to sell. Like Amy said, she's watching the numbers every day. You can't run away from it the dashboard the numbers how many people visited how many people stayed how many people left actually put something in in the checkout um, basket and didn't buy you know all these things are granular level you don't get that as a busy executive where you can call hr or you can call the finance Oh, my computer's not working let me call it no it's all down to you i am so glad you're keeping it so real and the reality is what it is so amy thank you thank you thank you my next question (laughs) yeah go ahead
1: you're gonna say something no 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 thank you I mean you're absolutely right nothing happens unless you're selling and it's it's you know the saying I think goes that um, sales are vanity profit is sanity so it's sales but it's also your expenses it's everything to make sure that it's a go and and you're right if that's not working nothing's working
0: yeah, I'm going to add one more to that for you, which I, I love what you just said there. Sales is vanity. It makes you look good, but yeah. profit is sanity. And guess mm-hmm. what? Profit is just a number at a given point in your, in your financial um, statements, but cash flow is reality. Right. Cash flow is reality. So yeah. make sure you jot that down if you need to, but remember sales is will allow you to take care of those expenses and have cash flow coming in excellent 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 i'm so so proud of what you have done in the in the year you've been doing what you've been doing how do you tell me run a an international business remotely virtually <laughs> you started virtually and you how do you do that what what's the mechanisms that comes about for you to be able to do that
1: Yeah, I think, um, again, going back to COVID, I think COVID made a lot of people very comfortable doing business by Zoom, when -hmm. maybe they wouldn't have been able to do it by Zoom before, specifically with the Italian companies that we work in, um, because normally they would not do deals with you unless you're sitting with them over a late night dinner uh, where they are in Italy, and, and you make that personal relationship, because we weren't able to travel during COVID, We had to learn to really make those relationships and make friends and trust one another remotely and over Zoom. And they would ship me the product from Italy over to my house in Colorado. And I would sit with the product and they would do product training with me over the Zoom so I could vet the products, decide what to buy, do all of that remotely. Um, And then we work with our marketing team, our Facebook team, our Google team, everybody's remote. So I think that it's, it's, a, um, it's a new way of doing things now. That said, I'm sitting in an office in Denver and we've got a little small team of people here. I've got some interns who come in and they help us with creative ideas around social. And for that, there's really no substitute. We like being in person. We like sitting around the table together, brainstorming, getting creative. So um, I really, I'm somebody who really needs to have both. I can't do it completely remotely, zoom and whatnot really enables a lot of that but i love having some in-person creativity here in the office as well
0: awesome well good for you i mean you've managed to and are you usually are you using mostly zoom for your face-to-face type communications with your partners around the world Uh, or use using other systems to make sure you work very well remotely obviously you've worked with big institutions and academics Um, but it's a different environment now. And so what, are there any specific tools outside of Zoom that you use to make running your business much easier?
1: You know, when we first started, to be honest, we were using Google Meet, we were using Teams, we were using Zoom, we were using all of those things. And, and over time, Zoom has really taken over, especially internationally with our partners, um in Europe and other places as the easiest platform to use. Mm. So we're on Zoom a lot. And now that we all have that that app, the calendaring app where people can go on and just get on your calendar, uh, the Calendee app, that's been very helpful as well, especially because everybody's on different time zones. So rather than having all the back and forth of when we're gonna meet, we just offer up on the app when we're available and people plug themselves into it. So that's really cut down on a lot of email traffic as well. So. All these technological improvements um, really help being able to do business when everybody's on a different time zone.
0: Calendly is amazing, isn't it? The Mm -hmm. time it saves and going backwards and forwards via email, lock it in. You've got a Zoom, let's go. Save so much productivity time. I love Calendly as well. I
1: I actually just put it up on our website, on matsufiato.com so customers can come in and book a time with me if they have questions about products, great idea. Uh, because people were, were emailing or they were calling and, and it was hard to schedule a time. So we just say I'm available all these times. They can go in there if they want to say, I want to buy a fragrance for my mother and this is what she likes. And we just talk through it or they have a question on skincare. So it's now actually on our website. So customers, anybody out there can just go on and get 30 minutes with me. If they have a question about a product or they need a gift recommendation or anything like that. So It's really easing so much traffic and scheduling of people being able to just go on and and book the time. So that's been a big improvement.
0: And this is a great point that Amy raises that make it easy for your clients or prospects to be able to buy from you. Make it easy for them to be able to communicate instantly with you. Because if they're not doing that with you and they can't get their answers, there is competition. They'll go elsewhere. I love that, Amy.
1: Yeah, 100%, especially because a lot of the products that we sell are fragrances and things that you might not have confidence in buying remotely. So because of that, we say, you know, we accept all of our returns, we pay for shipping on returns. Like I said, I'll do personal consultations, anything that we can think of just exactly what you said to ease all of those motions into a sale. If people are worried about, well, it'll be a hassle to return it or it'll be expensive or I'm not sure, we try to constantly remove all of those barriers, right? That would stand in the way of a sale. So you're right, constantly thinking what's going to stop a customer from making that sale and then how do we solve for that in their journey?
0: Awesome. That's great. Yeah, it's a great thing to do. Tell me, um, Motifiato the focus is on beauty brands. Is that right? yes beauty is it health skincare and beauty beauty
1: and fragrance yeah and men so a lot of skincare bath and body um fragrance all of those types of things yeah
0: very very nice what made you you know weary i can just imagine you're at home it's during covid can't go to work got time on your hands you're dreaming of your entrepreneurial future why beauty is it because you had a background outside of your main job or is it something of interest or something you was passionate about why beauty and skincare
1: you know i've always been interested in it my whole life and i think during my 20-year career i had the chance to travel to a lot of different countries like 35 different countries and it became a hobby of mine whenever i was in a different country to find the locally sourced products, to find what they were creating there in terms of beauty, whether it's masks or skincare or fragrance, and just bring it home with me um, and try it out at home because it was always drawn from local ingredients. It always had that local flavor in it. Mm -hmm. And I just loved finding those things and bringing bringing them home. And they were always just so much more special than anything that was on the shelf. Um, at the big box beauty stores. And I had the chance to go to Italy several times and they just, I think, make the best products in the world. I really do. It's um, just generation over generation over generation dedication to their craft that they pass down and dedication to their local ingredients. And whenever I brought home something from Italy, I just always thought there's nothing like this here in the US. There's just nothing this special that we can buy here. And I, I wanted to bring that to people in the US, that really special feeling of you know, a, a bottle that was created by the monks 300 years ago and, and have these amazing stories. Not every product is like that, but every product has a story and every product has that style to it mm. that they bring in Italy. Every product has that high performance and that quality. And I just think it's, it's so special. It's a way for people to really treat themselves and to have something beautiful on their shelf that's affordable and connects them into something really beautiful and authentic. Right. So it's just the, the world that I wanted to create and that I wanted to be a part of. I wanted to work with these people in Italy who are making amazing things. I wanted to support them and to be able to tell their story in the US and expose what they do to new audiences and really just bring the the joy and pleasure of these products to people here.
0: That's 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 amazing. Great great reason why. You know, often I say to those who are starting their business or thinking of starting a business, do something that you have interest in. That you have interest in anyway. And, you know, you turned your hobby into a business. Fantastic. You know, there's nothing worse than coming up with an idea, you know, nothing about uh, you have no passion for, there's no purpose behind it, because in my experience and experience of training hundreds of thousands of people around the world, what happens is when the going gets tough, you want to run away. But if it's if you're obsessed with it, you are passionate about it, there is a purpose behind it you will keep going it will still drive you so it's great you have done. hey by the way amy do you know what i i've been to italy many times you know what i love about italy and i'm sure it. you You know i just love their passion you know i'm sure even over zoom when they're training you on these products it's like it's like they bring it all to life and it's
1: yeah.
0: so much passion and just even a little thing it becomes hot oh. and i love italy i we've got a lot of italian clients and i just love the way they express the way they express and and they and they have pride in what they do and what they have right
1: yeah you're absolutely right and they pass it down generation over generation i mean it's amazing how long some of these families have been in business working on these brands they create new ideas but they they maintain the way that their grandparents did it they maintain a lot of the craftsmanship all the way through and yeah, it's that, that family passion and dedication that I think is so special. And as you know, since you know Italy, I mean, you also see it in their wine. You see it in their mm. autos. You see it in their art and their cars. I mean, it, it really awesome. is a way of life, right? The craftsmanship and that, that joy and that creativity and that beauty and, and the, the beauty space is no different. It's you know a, it's very similar to a lot of these other um crafts and areas that they have in italy and and i'm with you i i just love that about them.
0: it's fantastic very very good i've got one more question for you uh, which is this i want you to give us a vision of mozza in the next three or five five you know th- next three to five years because as you're doing what you're doing in the, in the beauty and skincare space these products, some are hundreds of years old, and you're bringing it to the marketplace. What's your vision in terms of where the company's going to be or what, what do you see as market share or what, what's going to or what do you see happening? I would like to ask.
1: Yeah, sure. sure. So, um, you know, I definitely want Mazzafiato to be a household name. I want it to be the place where people go to not just buy their own beauty and grooming products, but to buy gifts for others. Mm -hmm. We bundle together products so you can test different brands and products. We have home fragrances, which are great gifts for people. So we want to be the place where you come for your own products, where you come to buy gifts for other people. And that Italian beauty really starts to take a stronghold in the American culture. Uh, And that people seek out specifically Italian heritage beauty, and that's what they want to have on their shelves. So we will continue to um, expand our brands and look for and find additional high quality Italian brands to bring into the collection. So as we hopefully uh, gain market share in the U.S., we're bringing on more brands as well. And then we start branching out into perhaps physical retail stores or having our products and our bundles on the shelves um, in department stores and in other boutique retail stores. And then we start branching out outside of the US as well. Um, So expanding geographically, expanding our collection and expanding our, our market share.
0: Beautiful, I love that. Start small, expand globally in the future. Great.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Matzofiato is here. He's here to stay and going global at some point in the future. For those who want to connect with you, uh, want to make sure sh- also obviously the website as well. I want you to explain how best to connect with you or get to the website. Um, what what will be the best thing?
1: Absolutely. Visit us at mozzafiato.com. Um, and then you can find me very easily on LinkedIn. Our social handles are I am so you can find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. Um, we, those are all of the different ways to connect with us. And like I said, if you want to talk with me personally, kick on the calendar link on the website at matzafiato.com, and we can have a chat just like this.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome! For those who are listening in, Matzafiato is spelt, and I'm going to do it a European way, then I'll do it the US way. M for mother. O for Oscar, Z Zebra, Z Zebra, Alpha, Freddy, Indigo, Alpha, Tango, Oscar, dot com, mozzafiato.com, so Americans will say M-O-Z-Z-A-F-I-A-T-O dot com. So we have international listeners, we have people from over 30 countries around the world that listen in. So Amy, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your journey from academia to entrepreneurialism uh, to inspire our audience congratulations on the launch of your new business i'm wishing you great 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 success in what you're doing change the world change the world with what you're doing you and your partners around the world i think it's really 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 a good cause you're doing and for those who are listening in thank you for tuning in remember to connect with amy parsons Uh, Go to mozzafiato.com, check out the products, buy some gifts for yourself, buy some gifts for friends. We've got uh, Thanksgiving coming up. We've got Christmas coming up. This is the time. So I'm going to check it out myself as well. Amy, until we speak again, thank you. Much love. God bless you and continue doing what you are doing.